0: what's good, my amazing friends. This is Sarah Grace and you are listening to The Remedy. Hey, what's good, you guys? Welcome back. It is so good to be with you guys here for another week. Oh my gosh, I'm so blessed to be able to do this show. And I just I just want to thank you guys so much for showing up each week and for sharing the show with with as many people as you are. And to new listeners that are listening this week, I just want to say hey and welcome to the party. It is an awesome show. And um, again, I'm just so blessed that the Lord has placed me right here right now and placed you right here right now. It's it's pretty cool. You guys, I'm pretty stoked about it. Okay, you guys, this week, I actually saw have you ever seen uh, uh, or heard a, a voice actor, somebody who can do like incredible impressions where, like, you almost don't even, like, if you closed your eyes, you know, you would uh, think that it's the person that they're impersonating, you know? Okay. So this week I saw a clip of um, comedian actor Jay Farrow and. He was being interviewed by, I think it was Steve Harvey. I can't quite remember, but I think it was Steve. Anyway, Steve asked uh, Jay to do his best impersonation of several different voices. It was like Eddie Murphy and Kevin Hart and Jay-Z and a a bunch more. I can't even remember all the ones, but dude, he was so good. And I mean, I know that this clip was like from a few years back, but dang, dude, he sounded so much like these people that he was impersonating and that he could change his voice just on a dime. It was so cool to watch. But anyway, if you like close your eyes, man, you would have sworn that those people were actually being interviewed and that it wasn't uh, just, you know, Jay being awesome. But anyway, it was pretty impressive. And last week, I had someone message me and they were they were arguing with me about some points in my previous podcast. They had their position that they were coming from and, you know, everyone's entitled to their own position and, you know, is my show. (laughs) So I'm entitled to the position that I'm standing on. But anyway, the previous podcast, it made them uncomfortable. She didn't like what was said. And you know, I welcome respectful conversations and discussions, but this person was neither of those things. (laughs) And by her own admission, she wasn't even a student of the Bible, which, you know, you can see that happen on a regular basis. People who actually don't read the Bible, they just know about the Bible, or maybe they were raised around church or even the legacy of their family. Like, well, my family's Catholic or you know, I was raised Episcopalian, so therefore I know God and I know the Bible, but they've never actually like fully cracked the word of God for themselves. Do you know what I'm talking about? Or maybe like they'd gone to boarding school years before, you know, many, many years before, and they'd had some, you know, wicked teacher who beat him over the hand with a ruler. But somehow, uh, because they have the word of God has been twisted to them, In their mind, they think, well, I know what the Bible says because I've heard through the grapevine, even though that grapevine was totally twisted. Anyway, she says that she's a Christian. And I don't question that because, you know, being saved has nothing to do with our works. It has to do with the works and the righteousness of Jesus. And if you believe that Jesus is who he says he is, that he's the Son of God and that he is the Messiah. Well, then then that's what you do to be saved. You know, the, to be saved is to know who Jesus is, to believe who Jesus said he is, and thou shalt be saved, you know? So, our salvation doesn't have anything to do with our works or our righteousness or if we're getting it all right. But anyway, I digress. So, so she says that she's a Christian, and, um, you know, I'm not going to dispute that with her. But I am going to dispute some of the things that she started to bring to the table, because the Jesus that she says she believes in was a far cry different than the actual Yeshua of the Bible. You know, it's the same arguments of, well, Jesus was a good guy, but, uh, you know, I'm, uh, you know, some of the stuff and maybe they didn't get it all right when they were writing it down and what he really meant was this or that. But they actually, as I said, haven't actually read the Bible and don't know what Jesus have said about, you know, certain things anyway. So, the Jesus that she thinks that she knows is is way different than who Jesus actually is. And her Jesus was totally accepting of sinfulness, just as long as, you know, quote unquote, people's hearts were in the right place. <laughs> And I told her that's the problem in a nutshell, that when we aren't following the good shepherd, when we aren't surrendered and letting Jesus, the real Jesus, transform us, our hearts cannot possibly be in the right place. The human heart, Jeremiah says in chapter 17, verse 9, the human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who can know how really bad it is, Jeremiah says. And if you don't know Jesus, the true Jesus, the real Jesus of the Bible, the one whose life is is laid out before you, if you haven't listened to or studied the words of Jesus and not the stuff that you've heard somebody else parrot on a Sunday morning or maybe at boarding school once when you were younger, or if you have not read the words of Jesus yourself, if you have not spent time with Jesus yourself do you really know him how can you know someone that you haven't actually spent time with you know what i mean and if that's the case then how can you make a case for a counterfeit Jesus that doesn't exist Jesus is the carpenter's level you know a carpenter's level that has the water in the middle and in the middle of of the little tube there's a bubble and when things are are right when things are level that bubble is in the middle knowing jesus he is the spiritual plumb line and a plumb line is a weight that is on a line hanging down and that is what is straight when you don't read the bible in its entirety when you aren't holy spirit filled when you aren't attending like a bible teaching church when you aren't actively seeking who God really is, when you aren't being fed by the word of God, when you're not eating of the bread of life or drinking of the living water actively, you're going to wither and you are going to begin to take what little knowledge of who Jesus is and turn him into what you want him to be and not who he actually is, which is making God in your own image Instead of knowing Him and who God really is and allowing Him to perfect you into who you were created to be, He is the measuring stick for what is right and wrong. We don't reshape Him into what we think is right and wrong. And without a constant relationship with the Lord and being in the Word, it is really easy you guys to get off course. The enemy has so many distractions, he would love nothing more than to draw you away from living your life for Christ and instead living life for yourself, making God into who you want him to be, one that doesn't make you uncomfortable or you having to examine your life, one where you can do whatever your heart desires or whatever you deem worthy, making yourself the plumb line. <laughs> Molding God into your own standards, whoo, that's a dangerous path. And it is a dangerous distraction that will only lead to destruction. When speaking to somebody else, and they were defending an actually evil occult practice, they said to me, well, Sarah, I mean, even demons can speak the truth and lead you to God. (laughs) I'm like, what? Nah, fam, That is not true, and not all truth is God's truth. I've heard that spoken recently over um, there's been some New Age garbage that has entered into the church, and I have heard that line parroted over and over. Well, you know what? All truth is God's truth. No, that is not true, because many truths have been twisted just enough to sound true but it's used to draw people in and then lead them astray because the whole truth isn't spoken. It's like they say that when you take a text out of context, all you are left with is a con. And like that comedian, Jay Farrow, and he can mimic voices and he can make them sound so much like the actual voice, almost identical, almost. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, the wives and the family of the actors that he was voice mimicking, I'm sure they wouldn't have been fooled, right? I mean, they hear their husbands or brothers or uh, best friends voice every single day. And I'm sure that they can just, you know, oh, that's somebody making an impression of Eddie Murphy or, you know, I'm sure Kevin Hart's wife is not fooled that it's Kevin Hart and not actually Jay pretending to be Kevin, right? Why? Because these people have a personal relationship with the dudes that he was impersonating when you have a deep and personal relationship with God then you know his voice then you can discern hmm is is what i'm hearing actually God or is this some other voice that kind of sounds like God and it kind of sounds like truth but it isn't it's an imposter the difference when you know of Jesus But you don't really know Jesus. When you hear a voice that sounds like it might be from God, when something feels right or when something is the truth, kind of. (laughs) And when you're not standing next to God's plumb line, when you're standing next to the plumb line that you've made, boy, you are gonna be off kilter forever. But when you then put yourself up to the godly plumb line, that measuring stick, to see if where you're really at is headed correctly, man, if you don't do that, you're going to be easily led astray. So then you say to me like, okay, Sarah, then how do I know if if this is really from the Lord or if it's other spirits impersonating to lead me to destruction? The plumb line. <laughs> Let's head to God's word, the book of 1 John, to be exact. 1 John 4, 1 through 3 says, Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if the Spirit they have comes from God, for there are many false prophets in the world. This is how we know if they have the Spirit of God. If a person claiming to be a prophet acknowledges that Jesus Christ came in a real body, that person has the Spirit of God. But if someone claims to be a prophet and does not acknowledge the truth about Jesus, that person is not from God. Such a person has the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard is coming into the world and indeed is already here. Already here. Yo, we aren't alone. <laughs> the truth is out there. <laughs> and, and, LOL, just kidding. <laughs> but not really. Hey, uh, speaking of the truth is out there, I'm actually putting together a really exciting show about aliens, by the way, BT dubs. I've had uh, several people message me um, several shows back. I had uh, asked if anybody wanted me to go deeper into the subject of aliens. And oh, my gosh, my DMs were flooded. (laughs) So anyway, I'm working on that right now. And uh, that's going to be forthcoming. So stick around for that. But anyway, that's not what this show is about, but it's coming. But anyway, we aren't alone. And we have talked many times, you guys, about Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, right? For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. There are other spirits with intentions of leading you astray. Why? Well... I mean, one reason is that the devil wants to be God. It's one of the reasons he was, you know, booted out of heaven and, and you know, took a, a host of angels with him because he wanted to be God. It's kind of the oldest lie in the book is that you can be like God, <laughs> right? And he wants followers and he wants for you to worship him. <laughs> so to do that, he wants to draw you away from worshiping the real and true God. He's an imposter. Don't be fooled, you guys. His destruction is coming, and you don't have to go the way of the enemy. God has given us all that we need to test the spirits and know. Know the voice of God from the imposter. I mean, even if it sounds kind of similar sometimes, it's shiny and it's tempting. We have the sword of the Spirit, you guys the word of God to measure the voices against. God will not go against his word. There was a gal I knew, I mean, I still know her, but there's a gal that I know, and she was in an adulterous relationship with a married man, and she had convinced herself absolutely that she and this man were meant for each other. Both she and the man had a relationship together, and she had convinced herself that somehow she and this man they were meant to be together not he and his wife it was that was a mistake and that they were supposed to be together and that somehow God had created them for each other and that it was a it was a God thing that they had gotten together and she was sharing this with me as you know something spiritual like you know Sarah I have to share this with you this is spiritual and I looked at her and I was completely truthful i said what listen don't fool yourself god will never bring you someone else's spouse ever <laughs> that that's not from god by the way the voice that you're hearing right now that's an impostor <laughs> no matter how right it feels you guys no matter how your heart is telling you that this is exactly what you're supposed to do remember The heart is deceitfully wicked, apart from Christ. We have a plumb line, you guys. We have a Holy Spirit measuring stick to test the spirits. Demons will never lead you to the truth. That is not their job. That is not what they are here for, and it's not going to happen. The enemy isn't your friend. And dabbling in witchcraft, occult practices, adultery, drunkenness, sleeping around, living for yourself— thinking that somehow you are all that and you're the one that is calling the shots for your life, all of that stuff. It's all a lie meant to lead you astray from your true purpose and your salvation. Jesus is the only way, you guys. Don't trust the imposter. I love you guys. And until next week, peace. Hey friends, this is Sarah Grace. I want to share a cause that's close to my heart. You've heard me mention my dear friend, Bo. She's the one we walk together in those races. Well, it's time for me to walk alongside her. Her husband, our dear friend Willie, is fighting an epic battle with cancer. There are some new special treatments that could really help, but the cost, well, it's a challenge. And we know that nothing is too great for our God. If you feel led to share the love of Christ in this way, would you consider donating? Go to GiveSendGo.com forward slash Willie's Life. We would be eternally grateful. Thank you.